Good evening, this is Caleb Arnold with the Walk With God podcast and YouTube channel. We're going to be recording uh, tonight, March 25th, 2020, and we're going to be reading from Psalm 68, verses 1 through 18, Deuteronomy chapter 4, uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 39 through chapter 7, verse 10, and Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28 tonight. Before we get started, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those that have either an unspoken prayer request now, those that maybe they don't even know to pray about, but their heart and their soul is crying out to you for something in their life that they're desiring for your help with, your providence, your um, your salvation from maybe. Maybe it is their salvation and they don't know how to ask for it. Father, I pray that you would meet us where we need you most. I pray that you would help us, help our country, help our land. Lord, you say in your word that blessed is that nation whose God is the Lord. And if my people who are called by my name will repent, will, will turn back to you, Lord, then I will heal their land. You, you say that you would heal our land, Father, if we turn to you. God, help our nation, Father. I pray to turn to you. Help us to see that you are God. You are the Lord. You are the one who calls us by name to be saved, to believe in you, to trust in you, and to grow as your children. Father, please help the people that are around us to be saved. Help us to reach out to those people in a, a way that shows them you, God, and who you truly are. Heavenly Father, please help us. Please help our nation. Please help our leaders to make the right decisions and to stand for your word, and to stand for your truth, and for justice, and for goodness, and righteousness. Lord, help our nation, I pray. I pray for um, those that are fighting cancer, like uh, Joel McConkie, and um, like um, Mrs. Lacombe, and, and Brother Napu'unoa, and Brother Delano, who are, are fighting against cancer. Lord, I pray that you would make their chemotherapy treatments go well and smoothly without any nausea, without any complications or problems. I pray that you would send their cancer into remission, that you would remove it from their bodies. Please bind it, Lord, and cast it far from them to never return. Lord, I pray for healing for their bodies and that you would help them, that you would restore them to full and complete strength again. Lord, please protect our soldiers, our medics, our EMTs, our first responders, and please provide for your pastors, for your missionaries who are speaking your word, who are spreading your gospel, and to doing your will across the world. Let your holy will be done. Let souls be saved and lives transformed, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now we're going to start in Psalm 68. We're going to read until verse 18 tonight, and it says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let them also that hate him flee from before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad, let them rejoice before God, yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, and a judge of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. O God, when thou wentest forth before thy people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook, 
The heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Thou, O God, didst send a plentiful rain, whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. Thy congregation hath dwelt therein. Thou, O God, hast prepared of thy goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Kings of armies did flee apace, and she that tarried at home divided the spoil. Though ye have lion among the pots, yet shall ye be as the wings of a dove covered with silver, and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow and salmon. The hill of God is as the hill of Bashan, and high hill as the hill of Bashan. Why leap ye, ye high hills? This is the hill which God desireth to dwell in. Yea, the Lord will dwell in it for ever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts for men, yea, the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. In Psalm 68, while we're reading here in this first half of the book, it almost seems kind of like it's the theme of the story of God, or the theme of the Bible. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Who could possibly be more like an enemy to God except for Satan? Let them also that hate him flee from before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melted before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. I can just imagine David, uh, the king of Israel, in reciting this psalm and writing down this psalm that God is a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows. God is good. God is righteous. God is true, pure, and holy, and just. And he deserves to be sung praises unto his name and for his name to be extolled in the heavens. And God, it says, setteth the solitary and families. Families, I'm sorry. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the um, so he breaks the chains of the captives. In verse uh, 18, it says, Thou hast received gifts from men. Thou hast led captivity captive. And even the rebellious also, it says. So even those that are rebelling from the people of Israel, thou hast, he, uh, the Lord has even provided a way for them to be saved. For them, to, And God has not forgotten his people. God has not forgotten Israel. And it says, the Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. And so we have a people that are surrendered to the Lord, a people that are led by the Lord, a people that are worshiping the Lord, and God is providing for them, God's setting them free, and then God is preparing his word to be published throughout all of the land by them. The hill of God is as a high hill, as a and high hill as the hill of Bashan. And so just imagine a very a tall hill and tall mountain that the Lord is sitting at the very peak of it, and he sees all and he reigns over all, and that is the majesty of the Lord. Now we're gonna to turn to the book of Deuteronomy and we're gonna read from chapter four. And we're gonna read the entire chapter four today. And it says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor, for all the men that followed Baal Peor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive every one of you this day. 
Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of all the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great, who hath God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself, and uh, keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. And, it, and ye came near, and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven, with darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only ye heard a voice. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even ten commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments, that ye might do them in the land, whither ye go over to possess it. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth, unless thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven. And when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. But the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance, as ye are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes, and swear that I should not go over Jordan, and that I should not go in unto that good land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. But I must die in this land, I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over, and possess that good land. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God, when thou shalt beget children, and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shalt corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land, whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days, upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. And there ye shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. 
But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he sware unto them. For ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth, and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as thou hast heard, and live? Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation, by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God, there is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee, and upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them, and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt, to drive out nations from before thee, greater and mightier than thou art, to bring thee in, to give thee their land for an inheritance, as it is this day. Know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above, and upon the earth beneath, there is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee, and with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for ever. Then Moses severed three cities on this side, Jordan, toward the sunrising, that the slayer might flee thither, which should kill his neighbor unawares, and hated him not in times past, and that fleeing unto one of these cities he might live, namely Bezer in the wilderness, in the plain country of the Reubenites, and Ramoth in Gilead of the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan of the Manassites. And this is the law which Moses set before the people, before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies, and the statutes, and the judgments which Moses spake unto the children of Israel after they came forth out of Egypt. On this side Jordan, in the valley, over against Beth Peor, in the land of Sion, king of the Amorites, who dwelt at Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel smote, after they were come forth out of Egypt, and they possessed his land, and the land of Og, king of Bashan, two kings of the Amorites, which were on this side Jordan, toward the sunrising, from Eroer, which is by the bank of the river Arnon, even until Mount Sion, which is Hermon, and all the plain on this side Jordan eastward, even unto the sea of the plain, under the springs of Pisgah. So here in chapter 4 of Deuteronomy, Moses is once again and beginning to rehearse all the things that have happened to the children of Israel. And he reminds them that they saw with their own eyes what happened and what the Lord did because of Baal Peor when uh, some of the Midianitish women came in and tried to entrap the men of Israel and to get them to sin against the Lord their God and to bring them and draw them away from God to serve Baal Peor, which is a false idol. And the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you, it says. And then Moses also reminds them and exhorts them and encourages them to follow after the Lord God and reminds them he, that he's not a 
false god. He's not the Lord God. He's not a god that is just an idol, or not just a similitude or an image or a graven image or anything like that. But he's a, a living God, a God that spake to you out of the midst of fire. And it says that they saw him when he was on Mount Sinai and when the, the sky in the midst of heaven was uh, split and was burned with fire and darkness and clouds and thick darkness was there upon Mount Sinai and how they saw that with their own eyes and they heard the very voice of the Lord God speaking unto them and unto Moses. And then Moses also reminds them that if they do leave the Lord their God, if they don't continue to rehearse what the Lord has done for them and his statutes and his uh, commandments and his good word and wisdom that he gives unto them, then they will go and they will serve false gods. But the Lord will not forsake them because if thou seek him with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and when thou art in tribulation, all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, it says in verse 30, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he sware unto them. And he encourages them to recite these things for their children, and for their children's children, and that remind them that God took him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, by wonders, by war, by, mighty hand, by a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm, and by great terrors with the ten plagues that came upon Egypt, which we studied earlier in uh, uh, January and February, and when we studied in Exodus as well. And by a mighty hand, the Lord saved them, saved the very people of Israel. And some of the very people that might be standing here now at this time, listening to Moses as he recites them and recites this in their ears. And then he reminds them and encourages them that now the Lord will drive out the nations from before thee, greater and mightier than thou art, and to bring thee in and to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. The Lord has promised them this land. The iniquity of the Amorites is now full, and the Lord is prepared to remove them from the land that is good, that the Lord has prepared for the people of Israel, and to give it to this people of Israel." And then Moses con, uh, continues to exhort them, keep the commandments of the Lord. And then Moses separates three cities on the eastern side of Jordan for the slayer, for the manslayer who accidentally kills a man, and to be able to flee to and to uh, seek refuge there before he gets to see his day in court or his trial to determine that he is or is not innocent before witnesses. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 11. We're going to read from Proverbs chapter 11 verse 28 tonight. And it says, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Those who trust in their money, those who trust in their bank accounts, their retirement accounts, and they trust in their cars, they trust in their houses and their real estate and their business, those that trust in all of these things and their riches in whatever form the riches may take, they shall fall, it says. And this is a warning that we should heed. We cannot trust in the riches of this world. We cannot trust in mammon. We cannot trust in anything that is not God himself. And so we should put our trust in the Lord, in his wisdom and in his might, that the righteous shall flourish as a branch. The righteous, those that are seeking the Lord, they, those that are seeking God's 
perfect will for their lives. They will continue to grow. Does this mean that they will continue to grow to be rich? Well, maybe not. Uh, not that that's necessarily a wrong thing, as long as that is not what you're trusting in. But it, it says those that are trusting in the Lord shall flourish. And so that flourishing may go back to Psalm chapter 1, that blessed is he that uh, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate both day and night. And so that man that meditates day and night in the law of the Lord, in the word of God, and he shall be like a stream planted by the rivers of water, so planted in a rich area, and in, he'll bring forth his fruit in his season, and his weaf his leaf never shall wither. And so this is a, a blessing that those that seek after God, that those that know his word, trust in his word, and do his word and his will, the Lord will grow them to be flourishing. And they don't have to worry quite as much about um, withering in this body that we have now. But the Lord will use them to produce many good fruit. Um, and so we'll, a lot of times he'll use men, good Christian men, to bring others unto salvation. Then he'll use them to help others grow in their salvation and in spiritual maturity. Now we're going to turn to the book of Luke tonight. We're going to read from Luke chapter 6, verse 39 through chapter 7, verse 10. And Luke chapter 6, verse 39, it starts, And he spake a parable unto them, Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but every one that is perfect shall be as his master. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Either how canst thou say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house, and digged deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, and the stream beat vehemently upon that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth, and doeth not, is like a man that with, without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now when he had ended all his sayings, in the audience of the people he entered in, into Capernaum, and a certain centurion's servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and he was now not far off from the house. The centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. 
For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. So here in chapter 6 of the book of Luke, the Lord is reciting and using now parables to teach the people that have gathered. And he's just given the commandment of judge not that ye be not judged. And then it, now he's using the parable, can the blind lead the blind? Uh, can you imagine somebody who is blind trying to lead another blind person down the road? And But every... Uh, shall they not both fall into the ditch? The teaching here is that we should listen to those who know and see what they are talking about, those that have experience, those that uh, have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and know God's word, and can see the path they are on, and we should listen to their counsel. Then he teaches with a, a parable about one man having a beam in his eye, another have a, having a a moat or a speck or a piece of dust in his eye and the man with the beam saying here let me get that for you well he doesn't he still has the entire beam or log in his own eye and so he's speaking against hypocrisy here and so if you have something in your life that God would not approve of take care of that first before you try to help others and uh, especially because what you are dealing with in your life might be worse than what that other person is dealing with and it says, For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither a, uh, doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree is known by his fruit. Are you bringing forth go, uh, good things in your life or evil things? And it says, a, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth uh, evil things. For of the abundance of the heart a man, a man speaks. And so that which you hold in your heart, that which you think upon daily, that which you meditate on, that which you ruminate on, that which you allow inside your heart and inside your brain and to, um, you, that you find yourself thinking on and thinking on and thinking about uh, for several minutes or several hours throughout the day, out of that abundance will come into the rest of your life. You'll speak about it, you'll think about it, and if it's a, a strong emotional state of anger or frustration, and problems, then you'll lash out. But if it's thinking on God's inner peace and God's word and his truth and hope and encouragement and justice and goodness and righteousness, then we'll bring that into all the other areas of our life because it'll flow so abundantly out of the heart and the spirit that the Lord has given to us. In the next parable, he says, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. So those that listen to my words, those that uh, apply my words to their lives, he is like a wise man that built his house and dug deep into the earth, down to the foundation, down to the rock underneath it, and planted the very foundation of his house upon that rock, upon that sure foundation that shall not be moved. But he that does not my words after hearing them, those that don't obey the commandments of the Lord, they are resting their foundation on unsure ground. They are resting their beliefs on things that are movable, that will fall out from under them. And so when the storms of life come, their foundation will be shaken and their beliefs then will be shaken because they're not resting on the sure word of God. Now, when he had all ended all his sayings in the audience, he 
it says he starts to go into Capernaum and um, a centurion sent Jews and other Jews, elders of the Jews, beseeching Jesus Christ and beseeching him that he would come and heal this centurion's servant because he was a faithful servant. And this they say that the centurion was a worthy man, the him who was worthy of for whom he should do this, that for whom he should go and make an exception or go and uh, heal this man's servant. And so even while he's on the way there, Jesus is met by more servants of this centurion who says, I'm not even worthy for you to come into my house, but I am a man under authority, just like I know that you have authority. And I say to one of my soldiers, go and give a give him a command and he does it. I say to another, come and give him a command and he does it. And so just speak a word and I know by thy authority that you have that it will surely be done. And Jesus marvels at this saying, this message that his servants have brought unto him. And he marvels and says, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Everybody else was asking Jesus to lay his hands on them or to touch the hem of his garment for just a, a, a short, quick burst of virtue that would flow out of Jesus and hoping that touching him, they would be healed. But this centurion knows that the authority, that that same healing power is can work the same amount of healing effect just by Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking a single word of healing about his servant. And then when they went home, when they went back to the centurion's house, they found that the servant was whole. He had been healed that very same hour that the Lord Jesus Christ had, had spoken healing into his life. This is an amazing, miraculous a powerful miracle that we can learn from because it doesn't matter how far away we think Jesus is. He is still right there beside us. He still has the same power and authority to speak healing, to speak salvation into our lives. Friend, if you're not saved, please, I beg you, trust on the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation today. Put your trust in the sure foundation of Jesus Christ and his word. For he is the word. He is the sure and strong foundation. Thank you once again for listening. And thank you once again for joining me to hear the word of God in the Walk With God podcast. If you have any praise, uh, praise reports or prayer requests, please send those to me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com. I'll sure be sure to look for those and to pray with you for them. Thanks once again. We'll see you tomorrow for the next episode.